0: Welcome back to the GSPN podcast. Hope you all enjoyed your football Sunday, man. Uh we back in the building. I got my man Charles J. Hill, the fourth, I believe. I'm not good at reading Roman numerals, but I think that that's my guy right there, man. You know, I knew it was gonna be a good episode. You do you know, just if you read his comments on GSPN and uh, you know, you have your back and forth with him, you could definitely tell the dude is intelligent. Um, So I knew it was going to be a good episode. And it turned out to be a real good one, man. Um, I'm going to let y'all check it out. I'm still looking to get my boy Drew Dixon on this motherfucker. Still looking to get my man Mike Cook on this motherfucker. Still looking to get crispy bacon on this motherfucker and you know i got see you know some repeat guests need to come back we got to get grayling back we got to get my my cousin o. st louis red aka derrick back and you know commissioner lakes is always somewhere around so i'll be surprising him or surprising y'all with his presence um i'm sure pretty pretty soon but let's get into this episode man
1: Ma, was good, bro. What's up with you, bro? What's going on, man? I was, I had to pull over. I guess I was doing something wrong. I had to cut my vehicle off, but I'm here with you, bro.
0: Man, I appreciate you being on here, man. Say your name so so the rest of
1: the group know who who it is. What's going on, fam? GSPN. It's your boy Charles checking in, aka. Tom Brady supporter, a.k.a. Kobe Bryant supporter, a.k.a. the Lakers (laughs) Naked Nation, a.k.a. the U. I'm here. Talk to me, bro. I'm here.
0: That's what's up with it, bro. That's what the fuck is up. I'm so glad to have you on her, dog, because, you know, I've been trying to get you on her. When I record them and I be saying who I want on her, I forget to say your name, but when I be in the group, I, I, I always like, damn! I gotta get Charles on her. So I'm, it's I'm all happy. love,
1: bro. I'm here. I know you got a busy schedule. I know you had to go through some other thing. I'm here. Let's do it. I'm ready.
0: That's beautiful, doc. So how long? How long are you? Well, well, but, well uh, I, I, you know, I, I was in a, a conversation with some ladies today, so I got sensitive. So I gotta remember <laughs> we dudes. So I was like, man, I was finna say, uh, I, I ain't gonna ask you your age, but. But you know oh, i say i'm thirty
1: i'm thirty i'm thirty seven I actually be uh thirty eight in about two weeks october 20th uh my birthday I'm actually uh going out of town to vegas for the first time um and I plan on um doing something for my i've never gotten a tattoo in my life so I plan on actually getting a, a tattoo when I get there my pops or whatever so I'm actually looking forward to that trip in about two weeks I'm going to vegas for my birthday my thirty eighth birthday
0: Oh, that's fucking beautiful, dog. That's beautiful. You gonna have Appreciate a good it, ass bro. time out there. And uh speaking of your pops, rest in peace. I just Thank uh,
1: you,
0: sir. I went on your page, bro. You got the, the um the tombstone is the cover page and what stuck out to me is uh your pops passed on April nineteenth. Yes,
1: sir. And,
0: and he his birthday is November sixteenth, right?
1: That's correct. He's my, a Scorpio, and I hate Scorpios. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs>
0: The reason that date stuck out to me is my grandmother's birthday is April 19th, and she passed
1: November 16th. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I good said, people. that's crazy. Rest in peace to your grandma as well, man. That's, that's um, good people. Definitely good people on
0: that, man. Yeah, appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. So, how. How long you been? Uh, uh, now I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm being respectful. Oh, yeah. How long have you been a Lakers
1: fan? I'm glad you asked that. I am so glad you asked it. It actually uh, dates back to my pops. His favorite player. Um, I was born obviously October 20th, 1980. Uh, his favorite player was Magic Johnson. So when I was born, I was born into. Lakers nation, so to speak. I mean, um, everything in our house, uh, as far as, like, room decorations. Um, I can remember being a little boy, and I had the – I think it's called a onesie, the um, the little baby thing, but it was a Lakers uh, little baby jumpsuit. I guess that's what you would call it. I can't think of the mm-hmm. right name for it. But, uh, yeah, I had that. And, like I say, it's been – honestly, bro, when it comes to my loyalty with teams, with teams – My loyalty only extends to the Lakers, the U, Hurricanes football, my high school, which is Miami Carroll City, and my college where I graduated from and got my bachelor's degree, Alabama State University. Those four. Those are the only four when I'm old, gray, and wrinkled, win, lose, or draw, I'll support. The Lakers, the U, Alabama State, and Miami Carroll City. That's it
0: damn that's uh you got a lot that's a lot of familiar
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's it high school the, the, obviously you know the care city chiefs my college you know we're not doing too good right now you know shout out to the swack, but you know my loyalty is with ASU but the Lakers and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you you know um I was born and raised in Miami um moved to Montgomery for college purposes. So while I was, you know, while I'm up here, obviously, you know, Alabama, Nick Saban, I mean, Cam came to Auburn and won the title, I think, in 2010 it was, you know. So if I wanted to jump off the bandwagon from the Canes, I could have. And I pay taxes here as an adult. So, you know, nobody would have questioned it or anything. But, my Lord, man, I've hated Alabama ever since 1992, the Sugar Bowl, when we came off the plane with those fatigues. And, uh, yeah, Bama kind of blistered. So, I've been just anti-Bama since then. I'm I'm the U all the way when it comes to college football. The Lakers, uh, same thing. And uh, when LeBron and D. Wade and those guys got there uh, in 2010, I was up here. I say the same thing with the Lakers when LeBron, D. Wade, and those guys got there in 2010. I was, you know, obviously living in Alabama. People was like, "Oh, you going to the? You going to be a Miami Heat fan? Hell no! Lakers nation, Lakers nation."
0: That's what's up. Look, I can't even. I can't even. Now, see, you, 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 uh you different. Like, you ever watched the Blade movies? And um in the Blade movies, they they talking to the vampires and they asked, one, "Are you a true blood or were you uh you know meaning they were you born a vampire? Or did you get bit and become one?" And yeah, like, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's like you was born one. You know what I'm saying? That's how I be feeling about the Raiders. Like I'm, I'm I was born this. I can't. There ain't no changing it. You 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 know what? It's what you came up with. You thought that was the only team that existed, and then by the time you found out. Other people was fans of other teams said it was too late. You was already 10 years deep and 10 years old.
1: You got to realize, bro, when I was growing up in the 90s was when it was the ascension of the Bulls. So everybody uh, at Miami-Carol City was wearing the um, the Chicago Bull black and red, starter jackets. You know, I was one of the few people at the time because the Lakers was, was in a time of transition. So I was one of the few people that actually, you know, was still repping the Lakers with the purple and gold. You know, and I can remember it because my um, my principal at the time was a Q dog. So obviously, you know, the purple and gold or whatever, he used to always, you know, make little comments or whatever. But yeah, I I it's, it's Lakers nation to the core with me, bro.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up. So let me ask you this though, because this is now this is something that was specific to you. Go ahead. Now you were you you were a kid in the '80s like me? I'm born in '83, so you know we 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 was in the era, but we don't. You know, we was kids. We don't know what the fuck was going on. Go ahead. So, what makes you say that Kobe is like the Lakers' best player or favorite son or whatever over Magic Johnson? Okay.
1: Um, and I knew I knew this question was going to come up from the post the other day. All right. No disrespect yeah. to Magic. No <laughs> disrespect to Magic. I think Magic is the most beloved, most beloved Laker but when you think of a 20 year career um you know I know you I know he obviously was drafted by Charlotte or whatever but when you think of a 20 year playing career uh the way it got off to kind of like a slow start and then he you know came of his own and, and 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 began to do his thing so to speak you know and the records he broke uh at first being Shaq's uh partner or whatever uh winning those three championships and then later uh leading the Lakers to uh three straight finals and two championships of his own, you know as the man um I just think when it when, I just think he's the Lakers uh uh I, 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 and I know it's hard because magic has done so much for Lakers nation, and I mean I just know but with me personally, my perspective, you know, and I don't think there's any shot at magic, you know. Even Magic himself said it. Now, a lot of people may say that's just Magic being Magic, you know, and just showing respect for Kobe or whatever. But I just truly believe in my heart of hearts, you know, that he's the greatest Laker. I mean, everything he went through. You know, Kobe wasn't the most liked person. The other day a gentleman, I can't think of his name, he called me a walking contrarian. And and, and it's true because I'm one of those people that I don't like to go with what's popular, you know. And Kobe wasn't like, he was hated for the most part, you know? And I think that's what kind of draw, draw me to him. You know, he was one of those people. You can hate me. You can boo me. You don't have to like me. You can call me a rapist. You can call me a snitch, but I'm still going to come out and bust that ass. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what I respected about him. Go ahead, sir.
0: No, I wasn't
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And, and that's what I, that's, that's what. What drew me to him, man, and just that mentality, the mamba mentality, like, you know, it wasn't a popularity context with Kobe, context with Kobe, you know, he was one of those people that the hate drove him, the dislike drove him, it motivated him, that was his passion. And I'm one of those type of people as well, you know, that motivates me that, you know, I don't ever want to, if any, if if it's a popularity contest and everybody's agreeing on something, a lot of times when I, when I post in the group, you know, it's not just to be anti whatever the comment, you know, the conversation is. That's just my, my thought process. You know, I never want to be with something that everybody else likes, you know, I always like to stand out. Right. I can
0: appreciate that. And I mean, that to be honest, You know, being a person that went against Kobe for the majority of his career, uh, I can say it's one of my favorite things about him too, man. Like uh, the guy's mentality and and the way he really doesn't – he doesn't care about your opinion. He's on a mission. All he can see is that he got tunnel vision. Yes, and you you gonna have to show him that it can't be done. And sometimes you will show him. I mean, he played twenty yeah. years. He got five titles. So fifteen <laughs> of those years, somebody showed him it couldn't happen. But and that's my boy. Know, and that's my man, boy.
1: That as my boy Mike Cook loves to say, he has the most missed field goals in the history of the league. Shout out to Mike Cook, by the way. Oh yeah, Mike, you gonna have to pay me that that twenty dollars today. Once them um once Brady Nation drilled them Dolphins. But go ahead, Ma. My bad. I just had to get that off my chest. No,
0: you all good, bro. You all <laughs> I had to get it. He, he,
1: he didn't want to do cash out because he wanted to do Apple Pay. So, yeah, um, you're going to have to go ahead and drop that 20. And, um, yeah, I'm going to get some good Bud Lights off of you today with that 20, bro. But oh, I'll leave that, that, that at wonderful. that. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Much, much, many savage points to you for
1: calling the nigga out on the on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike Cook, my boy, Mike Cook, my boy, but I had to call him out because I know you know what it is, Ma, and and I honestly can't get wrong when you've had sustained greatness for this long, like the Patriots have. It's like that Max Kellerman mentality: the cliff is coming, the cliff is coming. So. I guess based on the previous two games, you know, Jacksonville, obviously, I think is a great team. And then the Detroit, I think it was more to do with – I know what I said in the group with Belichick throwing them a bone and people just run and run with that. But in reality, Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator, two-time Super Bowl um, defensive coordinator champion, with the Patriots for about five, six years. So he knows the tendencies. He knows the schemes. He knows the weaknesses of the receivers, you know. So, I mean, you have to take all that into consideration. Taking nothing away from Detroit, you know, they came out there, they wanted it, they played hard. That was their first victory, you know, under Matt Patricia, so, you know, I'm happy for them. But it is what it is. But the Dolphins, when they come to Foxborough today, I mean, they got to be ready to line up because it's going down.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I would say to them, though, the, the Dolphins, if one thing I would be happy about if I was them, At least you didn't get put on the schedule to have to go to Foxborough in December or some shit like that. When it's cold.
1: Yes, sir. Totally
0: agree. You got to go. This is your best chance to go early in the year and try to get you a win right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Because actually when we was talking about it initially in the group, I think Mike had put something up about it. I thought, because that's usually how it happened, that they usually have to go in December when it's cold. And as you know, um, the Dolphins is not a cold weather team. So, you know, they usually get ambushed, you know, and that's even dating back to my childhood when the um, Dan Marino was playing. Whenever, um at that time, obviously the Buffalo Bills were the prominent team in the AFC, you know, East. And whenever the Dolphins would have to go to there in late December or you know, November when it's cold, you know, they would get ambushed ambushed, you know, because they're not a, you know, traditional cold weather team. So yeah, like you said, that's definitely playing in their favor. I agree with that.
0: Hell yeah. Now, let me ask you this since we did we, We're going to go back to the Lakers, but since we got the Tom Brady. Uh, okay. you, you say you're a Tom Brady fan or a New England
1: fan? Tom Brady. So when he okay. leaves, when he retires, you know, I, I'm gone. It's Tom Brady, not the Patriots, you know. And I and I try to make that, you know, just make that specific as clear as possible because you know I don't want to, you know, people to think, oh, he's a New England fan, and then you know next year he may be a Eagles fan. I don't, you know, I'm just saying I'm a Tom Brady. So wherever he goes, if he goes to the St. Louis Rams, I'm gonna be a Rams fan.
0: Okay, I, And you know what? I I appreciate that shit like that. Just put it out there. That be my thing. Don't pretend with me because no matter what you say I gotta accept it and respect it you say you, you're this fan or that fan that's fine but if you tell me you're a Patriot fan and then Tom Brady leaves and you're a Ram fan yeah I got a problem but if if, if you say you're a Tom Brady fan and he goes to the Rams and now you're with the Rams I don't have a problem with that you know what I mean like you you as long as you're still worried about Tom Brady you know, you know what I'm saying so I don't have no problem but my question to you um if I, I'm coming at you as a critic of Tom Brady, okay. and I just want your response okay. on this thought. And uh, so for years, when Tom Brady wins to Super Bowls, people will credit him and say he's winning with these receivers. He don't, he winning with a bunch of nobodies. So now the Patriots have went through a little rocky spell, which I, I, to be honest with you, um, I think people are panicking. Uh, I've seen the Patriots one and two or one and three before, or whatever, and I find it funny that when you look on ESPN or Fox Sports, they say the Patriots are one and two for the first time since 2001. It's like okay, so the, for the first time since they was in the middle of their first three championships, they've been one and twos. So I don't think it's I don't think it's time to panic, but um, since they have lost a couple games or whatever, and now people are talking, what is the difference in people saying? Tom Brady won with a bunch of nobodies versus oh, Tom Brady losing now, he ain't got nobody to throw it to. When I was I was on the side of when he was winning, not to slight him, but I was accused of slighting him. When you perform on a field, I don't care what your name is, I don't care how tall, short, whatever you are, if you did your job as far as the game plan, I'm, I won't say that you deserve a majority or a large amount of credit, it just all depends on what you did. But if you did your job, I cannot credit another person on the court field or or whatever because even if your job was small, you came out there and you did it like a, a like a San Antonio Spurs mentality. If everybody do our job, we can always be competitive. So, what is the difference of a person that says uh, Tom Brady won with a bunch of nobodies? Switch to the Patriots losing. Tom Brady ain't got nobody to throw to. What's the difference?
1: I'm glad you asked that, Ma. And I really think that uh, perspective is very hypocritical. People who do that, when he's successful, you say, okay, he uh, uh, did it without it. He didn't need grunk. He won the Super Bowl, you know, without grunk. And then, you know, now that he's struggling, you know, um, oh, well, he doesn't have anyone to throw. I think that's honestly, I think, and you have to, and and this is what this this conversation is all about, you know, being honest or whatever. I think that's very uh, hypocritical. What I will say is this. Um, you mentioned something. You said, uh, you know, players stepping up, do the, do your job, next man up, all the mantras that, you know, we've come to learn from Bill Belichick and his press conferences and different things like that. But um, in saying those things, um, speaking specifically from the receiver standpoint, those guys aren't getting any separation. You know, and that's just reality. Teams are coming out the double and grunk. And the other receivers, Hogan, Chris Hogan, um, um, and other guys, they're just not getting any separation at all. You know, so what it's doing is Tom Brady, you know, has mastered, I think, since 2007, that game against the Super Bowl when um, um, we was undefeated and came in and, you know, the Giants pass rush uh, of getting the ball out fast. And basically Edelman – Edelman um, – more, more recently and a lot of other guys i think danny Amendola, uh what was the other the short white guy he actually went on to play with uh the broncos as well i can't think of welcome yeah welcome welcome yeah um those guys were his safety blankets because they were able to get out and run a lot of those under you know underneath re- um, route so to speak and he could get the ball out to them fast you know and that keeps the offense flowing but Mm-hmm. Um, without Edelman being there. And then my boy from the U, Berrios, who they drafted, who, you know, they want to be the new Edelman, you know, developing. Too. He hasn't really developed, you know, I, I don't know what's going on, but I think his, his, his process is kind of stifled right now, so to speak. So, um to um, so just get back to your question. I think it's hypocritical. You know, you can't praise them in one aspect. And then when the same thing happens, you know, you run to make excuses. You know, we have to figure this thing out. Now, what I do believe is that Josh Gordon is coming back. It's coming. He's activated. He's playing today. And I think he's going to help immensely because I think he's a big, strong, talented receiver. I think he can get separations. He He's physical, you know. So I think that's going to aid in taking some of the pressure off Gronk. Next week we get Edelman back, you know. So I kind of see things kind of like, you know, coming back into form, so to speak. But you're absolutely right. You can't make excuses. You can't say, okay, he won the Super Bowl without him and then come back and make excuses. His next man up, you know, the players have to play, you know. But I think we got a stud in the making that's going to, you know, debut today. I predict – I think he's going to probably get anywhere between three to five catches for about 50 to 60 yards, but they're going to be impact catches, and he's definitely going to make a difference. Josh Gordon, that's my bold prediction for today.
0: Okay, I'm interested in that, too, myself, because I I sat and looked at that, and I was actually kind of avoiding post-talking about that because I was just looking at it like, This is the same Patriots, same quarterback and same coach that they've had all these years, but I've seen this story. The story has played out two different ways. You know, they get Randy Moss. They set the league off. They set the league on fire. They get Ocho Cinco. We got similar expectations, maybe not as big as Randy Moss expectations, but we got some type of expectations and then he never really gets on the field. So. I was like, let me just wait and see, because I don't, eat, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know which way it's going to go. And and Josh Gordon is such a, um, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but he, he got some uh, some character issues that ain't, you know, been panning out well for him in, in the big league. So I, I, I'm i very interested in, in um, finding out how that goes. But to that let question me, again. Let, me, let right?
1: me say this, bro. Bro, let me say it. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. Let, yeah. me, let me say me oh, Go ahead. You all story. good? Um, I really think he's going to surprise a lot of people. What scares me is I think this, this marijuana issue, you know, that he's dealing with, I think that's a serious problem, and that scares me because, I mean, you know, some people, you know, you smoke you a little blunt, whatever the case may be, and be through it, but I think he really has a serious addiction, and I'm not laughing, I'm being dead serious right now, and that scares me because they're going to continue to give him them random drug tests. You understand what I'm saying? Now, as far as him... Picking up and adapting, I think Josh Gordon and his family, his close friends, his confidants—they realize that. Listen, Josh, this is the best chance for you to rehabilitate your career. You're playing with the Patriots. You know, it's 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 a you know brand organization. You're playing with arguably you know one of the top uh, three to five quarterbacks ever in the history of the game. This is your opportunity to rehabilitate your career. I think he's still, what, 26, 27 years old? Well, he's missed a lot of seasons. So he is, I think, at least 26, 27, you know. Like, this is your chance. Like, right now you can rehabilitate. You still, if you play good, you know, somebody else will give you a chance. They'll give you big money. You know, you still got a chance to make this happen. But that addiction. You know, I've never really had a a substance abuse you know, addiction before, so I, I'm, I'm just being very cautious as to what I say. But right. it's an addiction, man. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what makes me most nervous. I'm, I, and I'm saying that to say this. I think with Ocho Cinco, he was at the tail end of his career. Uh, he didn't pick up a lot of the terminology, you know, as far as the playbook, playbook and the routes and different schemes we run offensively. So I think that kind of hurt him. With Josh, I think Josh is just a stud. I think he's just a beast, a monster, you know. And I think, you know, in this particular situation, once we get Edelman back healthy, you know, um, Gronk, you know, James White, so forth, I think he can really flourish. I really do. But my, my, my trepidation <laughs> comes with the, with the substance abuse, with the weed. That's what it comes with, you know. Because well, I- one thing about it, you know, if he messes up, I think this time, you know, he may be gone. For two seasons, who knows? You know, I mean, he's had so many suspensions. But that's where I'm nervous. I'm going to be honest. It's not scheming. I'm saying all that to say this. It's not scheme-wise that makes me nervous with Josh Gordon. It's the personal issues.
0: Absolutely. And I'll I'll say this, um, to put myself out there a little bit, I can somewhat relate because, you know, I don't make millions of dollars. But, um, you know, being a professional driver, I am in a position where, you're not allowed to have, uh, you know, dirty piss. You ain't allowed to do no drugs. But I do smoke my weed, and I got to, okay. you know, take precautions to make sure that when it's time to get a random or something that I'm clean. You know what I mean? So, gotcha. And that itself is a struggle, but I, I look at it as a, um, now, you know, people say, well, that's dangerous to be, You, you, I'm not high driving a truck. But you know, I've been doing it six years. I have zero accidents, zero tickets. You know, I'm 100. So it, it obviously hasn't affected my job. But one would think, outside looking in, like, man, you that's your that's your job. That's your, that's your security. That's your that's how you feed your kid, and you risking that to smoke some weed. And it sounds idiotic when you say it like that. I, I don't have a better way to describe it. But at the same time. Um, you know, they allow me to. Uh, I can I can smoke cigarettes. I can drink alcohol. I can um, you know, I can I can have aspirin. I can get prescriptions, and those are all things that harm me physically, like that take me out of this world. But those are okay for me to do my job. But I'm not allowed to smoke weed, which actually has health benefits. And, you know, and I'm not going to play with it and say that I'm doing it for the health benefits. But the fact of the matter, (laughs) it does have health benefits. You know what I mean? It's not killing me. I got bro. I'm not going to die from smoking weed, but you allow me to smoke cigarette after cigarette, and that's going to fucking kill me. It's just like, I think the NFL needs to do something about that. When you're having different... You know, different states are legalizing and paying off debt and taxes with with marijuana. But on a professional level, you don't even have a reason. You know, I don't even know what their reason is. It's not a performance. It doesn't enhance your performance. It doesn't like. Why? Can't, well, what is the reason? Do you know? I I can't ever say I've ever been told what the reason that an NFL player can't smoke weed is.
1: That's a, that's man. You just you just touched on. Uh... Very good topic. I mean, that's a very good question. I just think it's the overall stigma, you know, that I guess stigma with I, I don't want to say white people, but you know, that comes along with um, it's just always been ju- viewed as one of those harsh drugs, so to speak, you know, and right. like even when when Stephen A. Smith, you know, he comes on, stay off the weed, stay out, you know, so I mean. <laughs> I think it's just the stigma associated with it, you know, but I agree with you. I mean, you know, um, um, I've never, you know, really been, you know, I've smoked a joint before, but I've never really been a smoker. I'm more so, um, of a, a drinker myself, so to speak, you know, which is no better, like you said, but, uh I, I that's, that's a good question. You know, I don't have a problem with it. You know, as long as the person sure. can get out there before, I don't have a problem. I personally don't have any, I, you know, I'm, I'm more so, uh, I guess, in the Max Kellerman, you know, side of the thing where it should be legal, you know. But um, like you say, you have states that have legalized it and making tax, you know, people are paying taxes on it with these dispensaries, you know. So, I mean, I agree. I don't know. The only thing I can think of is the stigma
0: associated with it, you know, over the years. That's the only thing I can think of. Right, right. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, that's more than likely all it is. Cause it,
1: I really, I don't
0: even remember. Like I read a lot of shit and I listen to a lot of different things, and I can't ever re- recall being told uh, why. But yeah, but I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna stay on that. But Josh Gordon with the Patriots, I am interested in seeing that. And and Edelman coming back is a big deal too. But I think it's just, uh, and this is never, I never want to take anything away from Tom Brady, and I don't want to ever give a quarterback more credit than they deserve because no sport is like football in the sense that we need all these guys in order to win this championship. It it can't, one or two great guys can't win it for you.
1: Yes. Yes, Most times. I
0: agree. So I, I don't want to take anything from Tom Brady, but, when that route that Edelman runs, you may not need Edelman, but you need somebody that runs that route as good as Edelman and whatever the name is, Welker, Edelman, Deion Branch, Troy Brown, whatever the name is, you need somebody to do that job. And when you don't have him, Tom Brady, uh, could, he could do what he does and it not affect the W side. You could take all L's with Tom Brady being exactly what he is.
1: And I agree because what I ultimately call that route, or whoever the player is running it, I call it reliability. You understand know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and that, that's what Edelman has been. That's what Wes Walker was. Uh, you mentioned Deion Branch, former Super Bowl MVP for the Patriots. You know, I mean, it was, a rel- it was a reliability, and it's something he could depend on, which he no longer has now. So I think, you know. That is 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 what's causing you know a lot of this. But like I said, I'm 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 optimistic. Maybe because I'm a Brady uh, fan, I'm more optimistic than than most. You know, and that's possible. I'm willing to accept that. But I really believe that if if we can keep Josh Gordon focused. You know, I really believe he's going to be a different – that guy is special, man. Like, he is big, strong. I mean, I I don't want to say this because it may come off as blasphemous, but because T.O. is a Hall of Famer, should have been first ballot. That's a whole other story for another day. But, I mean, when I think of, like, just his body size, like his – like, this dude, like, has the ability when he's focused to just dominate. Mm -hmm. and he's still in his prime athletes don't hit their prime for the most part so we usually say what 26 27 you know but at the same time that's usual usually continuous play as well you know which he has been asking a lot so you got to take that in consideration but i i really believe he has the ability to be special i really do
0: i think so too and you know what in football Absence, okay. Now you might not be up, like you know, um, when you when you miss a lot of games. The speed of the game, they lose that. It takes a while to get them back in the rhythm. It's that, but when it's a long period of time like that, it's a it's a benefit health wise too because you're gonna be back on the field with guys that're still and dealing with pains and injuries for the last few seasons
1: that they've had, and yes, you're sure. kind of fresh. Nagging injuries. You're absolutely right. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, and like you said, you're fresh. You know. um, And hold hold on, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Because I don't know what's going on here. Hold on. One second.
0: No problem. No problem.
1: Hey, bro. Sorry about that. I'm back.
0: Bro, it's all good. That was a good time to have a little break. Anyway. Yes, sir. Okay, man. So, look, this is—I won't lie to you. I'm—I'm trying to hold off as much as I can, getting, (laughs) you know, getting to this specific subject. And it ain't just the names that I want to go into. I want to really talk to you specifically about something because, you know, one—I could—we go back and forth. i I could already tell before I ever talked to you, was a very intelligent dude. And I don't want to come off as like, because I do a lot of trolling but it gives off sometimes i guess it can make it feel like everything i'm doing is trolling. So, okay. we on the podcast, this is not trolling. I want to talk to you about this particular subject and this is very real for me. Whether you disagree okay. or not, whether you disagree or not, just 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 hear me out and add what you can to help me. This is your team. Okay. So do what you can do to help. So okay. As we talking about this Lakers-Bron thing, I get it, <laughs> right? <laughs> in the Go group, ahead. It, when we in the group, it feels like I'm trying to, you know, I guess it feels like it's going to be a setup for me to try to get y'all to say that the Lakers going to win, and then you have egg on your face feeling like, oh, so just because you got LeBron now, y'all think y'all going to win, but y'all wouldn't, And, you know, whatever that is in the group, fine, that's cool. That's not what this is about. Whether it ends up being like that, we'll see. But that's not what this is about. I'm actually saying this is your team. or well, I know when it's mine. I walk into any situation, I'm going to attempt to win. So Luke Walton ain't the coach. You the coach. I'm I'm your okay. assistant coach right now. Okay. So you let's say you the coach, and you you've been hearing talk about. You know, we ain't ready. We ain't ready for the Warriors. We don't have this, we don't have that. I'm going to come talk to you and you try to you, you you let me know if I'm wrong or what you think about this. When I look at the Warriors, I'm reading the scouting report and I'm trying to figure out a way for the Lakers to win. You watched a lot of the games last season, I'm assuming, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So, um when it comes to Brandon Ingram, I'm going to start there. When it comes to Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball went out last year. Brandon Ingram ran point. And to me, he did a great job as a point guard. Would you, would you agree to that, or did you get to see any of that, or what are your thoughts?
1: I did. Um, I'm very impressed with Ingram. I was one of the people. uh, I know we have some people in the group that love to screenshot, but I'm one of those those people that if you go back to some of the posts, I mean, you know, Lakers posts, so to speak. Because one thing I can say about my boy, once again, Mike Cook, whenever I would say something about Steph or whatever, he would always uh, bring up the Lakers to you know get my attention again. So, but I'm one of those people that said that I think uh I, well, I I hope, you know, and I know this is very lofty aspirations for him, but uh Kobe Bryant in his first season, I think he averaged around uh 7 points. I think that second season he went up to uh 15.5 and I think in year 3 He went to 19.9, which is basically 20. And that's the same type of uh, tree, so to speak, I see for uh, uh, B.I. You know, I really feel, and I've I've stated this this on post, that he can take that next, next step this particular season and become a 20-point-per-game scorer. You know, um, I like that time he got at point guard, you know, handling the ball, running the offense. I think that further, you know, gives him an opportunity to kind of expand his game. You know, which is going to be, because uh, let's be honest, in this era of the NBA, um, a lot of teams, you know, run the small ball unit. You know, so that that will definitely make him, you know, a more versatile player, you know, when we're running those different sets or whatever. So I think his future, you know, obviously I would like to see him put on a little more weight, but then at the same time, I'm, I'm being cognizant that, a lot of guys' frames aren't meant to just hold a lot of weight. I mean, even Kobe, my boy, you know, my favorite player ever, you know, his frame, I know he worked out and he put on, you know, he don't look like the Kobe Bryant when he first came to the league, but, you know, his his frame is just not meant to be chiseled like LeBron, you know, and and just hold a lot of weight, you know. And I'm thinking that's the same thing with, like, Brandon Ingram, kind of like more so KD-ish, you know, where he'll probably gain about maybe 10 pounds or whatever, but he's never just going to have, like, a big, strong frame. He'll never have that. But, you know, um, he's a pretty good outside shooter. I want him to become a little bit more consistent with that, you know, but I really believe he can become a 20-point 20-point-per-game scorer. And cools. I actually look at Cools as kind of like a higher ceiling to him. I know you haven't gotten to him yet, but I think in year two, Cool's can actually make that transition to 20 points. And honestly, I said that these two guys would be 20-point game scorers prior to LeBron James even announcing. So now that LeBron is going to be there and aid in that development, you know, because as critical as I am of LeBron I have to give him respect. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats, you know. Um, I, I Obviously, I have him top three on my list uh, behind MJ and Cap because I think Cap doesn't get enough respect. But I have him, you know, right there, you know. Um, he So he's up there, you know. He's ahead of Kobe. I know, so that's when people, you know, try to say I'm not objective. He, I have him three, four spots ahead of Kobe. You know, that's just reality. The man is a, a transitional talent. You know, transition, transcendent, excuse me, talent. You know, so. Um, um, back to the BI point. Um, I think that's going to help him, and I really think playing with LeBron. Um, sure, so LeBron is going to, you know, kind of help him out with the workout regimen, so to speak. You know, so. I feel like uh, his game is going to take that next step along with Cool's.
0: And now now I'm glad you brought up Cruz, because I'm going to go to him next. But Brandon Ingram, 16 to 17 points per game. And we understand that uh, uh, points per game average, you know, it, it means that one night you had 27 and then on another night you had 12. There you go. So, yeah, so he's definitely, I believe, capable of scoring 20 points per game. But – um it may not even need twenty points per game and, and I'm gonna continue on. So you got a ball handler in Brandon Ingram and he's what six foot nine?
1: Nine tennis here. Six nine
0: six tennis here. Six nine six tennis. And that's one thing you can't you can't teach height. So you gotta yeah. score a young guy right there too. We know young guys tend to have a little bit more wind, a little bit more energy, a little bit more, you know, than 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 guys our age that are a little older. So that's, that's, that's Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma, I'm going to throw a, a, just some stats I was checking out at you. Uh, were you aware that last year, Kyle Kuzma, his rookie year, his three-point attempts per game and three points made per game were not only on par with Chris Bosh's career makes and, and misses per game, but in Chris Bosh's 13 seasons in the NBA – he, Kuzma shot 37% last year from three. And Bosch's 13 seasons in the NBA, I want to say he only did that two or three times, shot greater than 37%. That's Chris Bosch. 10
1: time off,
0: star Yeah. So then that's Kyle Kuzma's rookie year. Now, none of us know what's going to happen from here, but all of our expectations for Kuzma should be that he gets better. That's what you expect out of all your players, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so we so Kuzma is another 16 points per game guy. He shoots better from three than Chris Bosh so far. That's all I can say is so far, to be fair. But that's just a fact. And Kevin Love only shot better than 37%, I think, four times. I'm going to double-check stats. If you're listening out there at GSPN, uh, check the stats. You can send in voice messages to the podcast. Make sure y'all correct me or get me right if I'm wrong. Um, but I want to say Kevin Love only did that four times. So, you, and you look at uh, Draymond Green, which would be the guy that you put across from Kyle Kuzma. Okay. Uh, does that sound like a – does is, is that match up terribly uneven to you, Draymond Green, Kyle Kuzma? I'm, I'm not asking whether you – think Draymond is better I'm just is that a terrible mismatch where you where you feel like
1: I gotta get Kuz out of there he ain't gonna be able to do nothing with no Draymond. no absolutely it's absolutely not a terrible mismatch I mean obviously I think right now Draymond is the more complete player at what he does best than Kuz because I think Kuz is still a baby so to speak in NBA terms or whatever but Kuz's ceiling is 10 times more higher you know then Drake mine. I actually heard something um the other day. I think I saw somewhere on ESPN that the Lakers were experimenting with lineups with Kuz playing center when they play small ball. I don't know if you saw that, but um I was reading somewhere. Um I don't know if it was Bleacher Report or ESPN. I'm thinking it's those cuz those are the two apps I have on my phone. And um they were actually experimenting with that with him playing center. So you know that kind of you know kind of I mean I I think that's really going to help his game because that's going to put him in a position, cool, you know, where he's able to basically play one through five, you know. So and then um, along with LeBron and the 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 just the uh, vast array of wisdom that he has, you know, um, I think Nick Wright called him the Walking, uh, computer or something like that (laughs) when it comes to you know playing basketball or whatever, I think that's going to aid as well. But I I think I know where you're going with this. Um, I I, honestly, um, I don't and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth when I say this, but I think you know we're gonna do very well in the West. You know, I from the beginning I said we were going to be a 50 to 55 win team or whatever. Do I think we're ready to compete with the Warriors? I'm just going to be honest. No, I don't think that right now. And the reason being because Kevin Durant in this Golden State offense is a different animal. It's a different animal, man. Uh, And I'm just not going to be just blind thinking that, okay, you know, we got LeBron now, and I know Kuz is about to develop, and we got B.I. You know, he's developing. We got a veteran point guard in Rondo, you know, and all those things, and just assume that that's going to be enough. KD in this Golden State offense, man, is a monster, man. And I just – I'm going to be honest with you, man. I just don't see any team right now as currently constituted that get dethroned them. Not even the Boston. I know everybody. Gordon coming back. Kyrie coming back. Blah, blah, blah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I'm with you.
0: I I, I definitely (laughs) understand what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying, but I'm just, you know, I'm just – because this, this is my thoughts on it. Um, looking at the the league in its entirety, I actually think the Lakers have a chance to beat Golden State. I think the Lakers can beat Golden State and, and then still not win the title.
1: Okay, so you're saying – okay, because obviously we're not talking about a game. We're talking about a series – you really believe talking, that the Lakers, series. the series, okay, seven game series. So you think in a seven game series right now? I'm not talking about making any trades for Anthony Davis or some of these people that think KD coming next summer or uh, Clay. I heard Stephen A. Smith say if you give um, LeBron James, Clay Thompson, he'll automatically be the favorite to win the title. Those type of things. I'm not saying that. We're saying right uh-huh. now, you feel that the Lakers can beat the Warriors in a seven game series.
0: I, I can't. I can't. Okay, this is the thing, and I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give some credit to uh, to David Lakes on this, the the, the 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 commissioner, and 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 the best <laughs> man, Facts,
1: the best facts, on facts, facts, facts,
0: Right, facts, <laughs> facts, facts. Shout facts.
1: out to D. Lakes. Shout out to Lakes,
0: He's, he's the best. He's the best. I, yeah. I can't, you know, the, 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 dude, the dude skin is tough. I get put out of roast groups, bro, and I don't bother David at all. He don't even give a fuck.
1: Shout so out to so Bub, too. I shout know. out to Bub, too. I want to say I want to give him a shout out, too. Shout out to Bub, too. But go ahead. Finish, bro.
0: My bad. Yeah, fuck, fuck
1: Bub. No, nah, but yeah, shout out, Bub. <laughs> shout out. Bub.
0: But no, nah, I'm, I'm saying, like, um, David made a point about, uh, you know, we were doing our little trolling thing, the little back and forth thing we do. And he made a good point about, well, how does LeBron make you a contender if he got a touchdown and make trades? And, you know, to fight against that, it's like, okay, well, it's LeBron that makes the trade. So if LeBron's making the trade. He's making – the team better if, if you're saying that he the one that made the trade. I, I don't have no proof that he did, but I'm just saying if, if you're saying he made the trade, so if he make you better, why are he making trades? Well, to make you better. That was the answer to that, but I believe I can't say that like right now presently with this roster, but I don't necessarily think uh, once they play Golden State and kind of gauge what they can do and can and can't get away with, I don't think they necessarily need a superstar to get them over the hump. And 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 this is what I mean. Um, like, when we go to Rondo, would you say playoff Rondo is a real
1: thing? Oh, absolutely. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Playoff Rondo is a real thing. And the reason that we say that is we, we got two reasons that we say that. Because as a bull, we saw him pretty much shut down the, the Mighty Mouse in Boston. And had them on the ropes, even though, you know, Wade and Butler and the rest of the Bulls did their thing, too. Before, but they he broke, be, the
1: before, before he broke his hand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, had them on the ropes. And then we just saw what happened with Portland, with with Lillard and uh And, and, and shout-out to Drew Holiday because it was really about him. But playoff Rondo is a, a real thing. And those are all small guards we're talking about. Curry is a small guard. Okay. And... Okay, and fucking um, now, Lonzo is a big guard. You can't teach height. Lonzo is a big guard. Lonzo, a few things have to happen. So I can't just say because you know that's why that's why I say you you act as if you're the coach and I'm your assistant coach trying to break it down because I can't tell you what Luke Walton's is gonna go out there to do and I'm not I don't know what he's gonna go out there and do. I'm not trying to say I'm a better coach than him. obviously I have coached nothing and he's coaching in the NBA. So it's, you know, no comparison at all. I'm not, don't even deserve to be mentioned with the man, but I am saying there are some things you can do. And if you can be effective at those things, whether you win or lose, if you win, then you stick with it. And if you lose, then you fill, figure out what the the thing is. The thing with Rondo Curry, I say Rondo can do a lot defensive wise to, Help slow down the Splash Brothers. Can you stop them? No. But what great player in history can you stop? What n- Name them. Name the great player that could ever be stopped. Yeah. The best you could do is just hope that he don't have a historic. You With great players, you're just trying to stop them from having a historic night. You don't want them to do nothing legendary on you. You know, you don't want Kobe to score 81. If Kobe scores 26 on you, you're kind of happy about that. It. But it's 26 it. points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you live with that. I'll take it, shit. So, Rondo, you put Rondo, you got Rondo for Curry, and you got Lonzo for Curry. Now, Lonzo is so big that when it comes to the Lakers running offense, the Warriors might have to adjust depending on how they how you play. If you go on a run with Lonzo, the Warriors going to have to adjust. Iguodala is going to have to step in. Curry going to have to be removed. Because he, who is he gonna match up with on the court when he playing the Lakers? Who, who does Curry
1: guard? Okay, the, let me, let me, say? let me, let me say this. Let me say this because I don't want to sound like a, a Golden State, you know, defender, so to speak. Because my heart and my loyalty is with the Lakers, but uh, does a great job of hiding stuff in defensive sets, and that's when he's playing against the Lillard's. That's when he's playing against the um, um, CP threes, the Hardens, the. Uh, Russell's, they do a great job of, of hiding him, you know, in, in a lot of those sets. So, uh, because, And the reason being because his presence uh, offensively is so pivotal to the team that it's worth the liability that he provides defensively. I, and I and I don't know if you understand what I mean when I say that, but it, no, it, I absolutely. It, understand. Okay, okay, Yeah. So a lot of people miss that point. It's that his his presence offensively is so strong and so immense that it, it's, it's worth it. So I don't. I, that's why I disagree with you. I don't think there's ever going to be a set, so to speak. I mean, outside of him coming out to get some, you know, some from uh, fresh air, you know, getting a breather, that is going to take stuff off the court. You know, I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't see that. I mean, even if it is an advantage for the other team, so to speak, they're going to find a way to hide him some type of way.
0: Okay, now I'm. Now, now we can go back too. Now,
1: because I want to remind
0: you of something before that Houston Golden State series started, I made a post in GSPN and said Houston's game plan: they need to attack Curry. Whatever you do, get the ball back around the court, and you need to attack. Send your guard at Curry to score. They okay. did that. They whooped Golden State ass that first game when they did that. And I got back on the post and I said, what did I just say? It ain't that It ain't that complicated. You attack him, then he won't be doing the things that he do on offense. And he said, being honest, you know, not being funny, I'm going to knock on wood for him, too, because nobody want to see it. But he fuck around and get injured if you go at him hard enough.
1: Yeah, I, and I agree with that. Those ankles are very brittle. So, you know, I get nervous when he's playing the Westbrooks and the Lillards of the world, those guys that are always, you know, in attack mode. But I want to say something about um, Lonzo, and I don't mean to, you know, go back, but, but right now I question Lonzo's work ethic. I don't know. He just doesn't. Pass the eye test for me right now and i know we've used that terminology a lot i know he's very talented i know lebron recently came to his defense um in the media this past week saying that he thinks lonzo is going to be special and i i appreciate lebron for saying that but i just i don't know if it's, it's just nonchalantness or what but he just doesn't like just oh i don't i don't know you know, and I question that with him. With cools, I see the fire. Even with BI, I see the fire. You know, I see them developing. So I'm um, right now with Zoe, the verdict is still out on him. And I'm not saying I mean I'm not slap, sleeping on his, his numbers, ten, ten, and ten for the most part. That's that's good, you know. So I, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying. But I think to be the point guard that we need him to be, not just when LeBron is there, but going forward, I just I just need to see more from him. You know, and I'm just not getting I'm not seeing I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. But I No,
0: not. no, you looking at it right. It's hard. I can't even defend him. When you are shooting forty something percent from the goddamn free
1: throw line,
0: it's <laughs> I mean you a point guard. If Shaq ain't shoot forty percent,
1: did he from the free throw? No, game? I don't think so. I have to, no. I, I you know, I would have to check the, the numbers, but I mean, like you said, you're the point guard, you know, and he's just, just out of his overall attitude, like you're the you're basically the quarterback of the offense. You know, you have to command the team and I think that's what uh I don't know if you heard this, but um I think I saw on Bleacher Report that they say that Rondo is going to start the season at point guard or whatever, and they're basically using it to say, you know, they want um um Zo to fully recover, you know, far as a health decision. They they're, they're they're basically you know playing it off on that. But I mean, bruh man, I I don't I just want to see more from him. You know, I I don't want to go all out and you know, give up on them and all that. I just want this year, year two, I want to see more intensity. I want to see, you know, um, better free throw shooting, those type of things or whatever. I just want to see him like he's more into the game.
0: Right, right. I don't think that, I don't think there's nothing wrong with you saying that, dog. I actually appreciate comments like that uh, more as far as being a fan because being a fan is when you're a true fan of a team, it's, it's mostly nerve-wracking because you want to you want that team to win so bad so you usually in my opinion you usually are more critical of that team than anybody else because you know I could give it's like it's like your kids you know like I can give a fuck what the next door neighbor kids doing I know what the fuck you need to be doing and you and that's not out of dislike or just trying to beat them over the head that's because I want I want this particular personal thing to succeed, so I'm extra critical about. So I ain't nothing wrong with that, dog. You you let Drew or Jermaine or Jarrell tell you stories about how they, you know, Jamal. Y'all got y'all got Carson Palmer now. Y'all gonna be and I'm I shoot everything down. Fuck John now. He's not gonna blah blah blah. Um, you no, know, I get. So I, I I appreciate that side more. But I'm 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 just I'm just looking at it like when you look, even when you look.
1: Like, you breaking uh, up, bro? You breaking up, bro? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Also, also, I'm looking at the clock now. I got like really seven more minutes because I got to get ready to get, um be to work. So I got to you know get up, take a shower, and stuff. So um, I want you to get all your good questions in, you know, because I don't want to cut it short. But I got to go in about seven minutes.
0: Oh, okay, that's all good, bro. I ain't gonna uh, I ain't gonna go too deep into it. I guess I'm just saying, like, um, uh, I'm gonna try to wrap it up. Okay, so like you said, Lonzo is damn near a triple-double guy. You know, LeBron can get you eight or nine rebounds. You assume Javale McGee can. Kuzma. I I think the Lakers are gonna win a lot of rebounding battles this year. Rebounds uh, are potential W's. That's the rebounds are a good way to be on your path to some W's. I think y'all. What got did Pat Riley calls. say? What did
1: what did, what did Pat Riley say? No rebounds, no rings.
0: Yep. No rebounds, no rings. Yep. Yes, yeah. sir. Go
1: ahead. And how many
0: how many point guards are gonna be out rebounding, uh, you guys? How many fucking um, you know? We talking about the West. I know it's like, well, we in the West, and it's like, okay, I get that because the West does, it is the tougher conference. But we talking about a a team where Westbrook was by himself. And then when he was with Paul George and Mello and he won virtually the same amount of games, I think they were just a difference of one or two. And and we talking about a a golden state team that won 73 without Durant. They add Durant, lose a couple other pieces. They don't quite win 73. So I think we put a little bit too much emphasis on uh, the seed and how many wins and how many this and that when in the end, it always, no matter how you slice it, it always comes back to matchups. And I think the, the way you guys match up with them and the Boogie Cousins signing to me means absolutely nothing right now because, one, I don't know how he's going to look. Uh, two, whether it's whatever team it is, you don't have any proof on an NBA level that you can give me that Boogie makes a team better. That's just a fact. There's no proof that you could say, well, he averages this and that. It didn't make the team he was on better. He gets hurt in New Orleans. They go to the playoffs. And they go to the playoffs, absolutely. So I I cannot say right off the top of my head. I I can't give them that credit to say, well, Boogie going to make the Warriors better, but then turn around and say, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do, and they just added LeBron. We know the Lakers are better. But if if we gonna go off history, then we gotta say, what well, the Lakers are our contender, because every other most of the other teams LeBron jumped to were contenders right off the bat. I'm not saying they will be. I'm just saying if we if we judging it off of history, Boogie ain't proved nothing. But let's say he is healthy. Then the game plan is get these guys off the perimeter. Boogie gonna want his touches. Then you play the percentages. So for Boogie to get twenty four, let's just let's just give him sixty percent. Let's say he's shooting sixty percent. From the field, Boogie to get his touches for him to get twenty four points. He got him. What that's twelve baskets. So he gonna shoot twenty times. You take twenty of those possessions that would have been threes away from Golden State. Them getting it in the end of Boogie because you ran them off the three point line. You turn some of them threes into twos. That's a difference in eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen points per game right there.
1: Let me ask you a question. Let me let, let me ask you a question, Ma. Okay, and along that, that same line of thinking, I want to flip it. So. With that being said, I think the centers last year for Golden State was Javel and what's that um, – I don't think Zaza got too much run last year. Um, Zaza didn't get too much run, but what's the tall, dark-skinned, um, lanky guy name? I can't think of his name. But uh, Not David was, West. Not West. No, no, not David West. Not David West. Um, it's the tall – aki. Just just like – um. He would come in there and get two or three files, But basically, those were the, those were the three centers. Let me ask you this. Do you think uh, Boogie – at? because I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be 100% this year. Um, I think he's probably going to come back at about 70, and as the t- season progress, he'll probably get upwards of about 85% or whatever. But 70 to 85% of Boogie, to me, is an upgrade over the JaVel McGee's and uh, Zaza Pertullius of the world. That's the i absolutely, I agree.
0: No, no, I totally agree to that. I totally agree to that. But only, I only agree as far as him as an individual. He's an individually better player than those guys. But I don't know that, like, you plug JaVale McGee in there, he knows what he is. So when you get him a job to do, he does it. Yeah, yeah. agreed, agreed. Do you know agreed. that, do you, do, you, do you have any proof on the NBA nope. level that you can plug nope.
1: Marcus Cook in?
0: Nope. <laughs> no, nope, I don't. I don't. Me neither. I don't have any either. Like, if I was trying to argue the point backwards,
1: I, <clears throat> what am I say? He got numbers. Like you said, he has all the, the 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 pretty numbers that you like to see, you know, from a big man or whatever. But, um, I mean, in, in fact, what I was, you know, arguing with a lot of people last year, when he was healthy, you know, people were saying, who is the best center in the league, him and Bede or um, um, Big Cat? You know, um, you know, I thought he was, you know, um, making a good argument just based on his numbers or whatever. But like you said, you at the end of the day, are you making your team better? And that's what it comes down to. You know, and he don't. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, man, I ain't going
0: to hold you up, man. I got to get you back on her, bro. It's hard to believe we did an hour.
1: Oh, my God, man. I enjoyed it, bro. Anytime, man. Anytime, just, you know, shoot me a message like you did and, you know, ask me my, my, my free time, and i jump on with you anytime, bro. It's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate it. And like I say, I'll be joking on you when I call you to reach God and all, man, but I really respect, you know, what you bring, the insight you bring uh, to the group. You know, shout out to you. Shout out to uh, D Lakes. Shout out to um, um, Bub, you know, uh, y'all boys doing, you know, y'all creating this, this forum. I love GSPN. Like, literally, while I'm at work, you know, putting up crazy posts, commenting on yours, putting troll um, posts up, making comments, that get me through my day, you know. And when I'm working at nighttime, that get me through my night. So, you know, I appreciate y'all, man. And, you know, I just can't wait to collect from Mike Cook today. I know he's celebrating his <laughs> lady birthday. But, yeah, I got to get mine, Mike. No excuses. I got to get mine when we get this W. And the game done started because I got the notification. So, you know, I'm going to be watching that closely on my phone.
0: I ain't my dude with dog I appreciate you man And believe me I know to feel The same way dog Y'all get me through my day too I'm on this truck Lonely as a motherfucker Going all over this country I get to you know Read and chop it up with y'all And, and honestly man the, the views that you guys have To me anyway Are better than the uh, The TV
1: analysts and shit Bruh, hear I don't, you. Thank you Yes I'm with you man Like when it comes to the ESPN and the FS ones, you know I listen to them. I, you know, hear what they have to say. But I enjoy coming in that group because, like I said, with you, I know with you. Even if I don't agree with your perspective, you put up thought provoking, you know. And you have to bring it because I. One thing I know about you: when you put up a post, you've done your homework. So you can't just answer frivolously with you. You have to come back with facts. So <laughs> that's what you go come with, you know. And oh yeah, please do this, Do me this one favor because I got to get. Please hook up something where I can get one on one with the Spice Guy because I want him. That's Mr. LeBron James to the core. I want to go one on one with Mr. Space Jam too. He just, oh man, just please put something together where I can get 15, 20 minutes with him. I'm not going to fax him today like, like, fax him to death like um, um Lakes did him. I want to hear what he got to say because I want Spice Guy one on one. Please make that happen.
0: Oh, man. Guarantee. You
1: heard it, Spice God. This Please. I want him. Yes. I, w- I want the Spice God. I want him. Yes. Please. Uh, make that happen, boss.
0: I'm doing that then. I'm going to put it out there right now. I'm going to try to get this episode up. Uh, I'm going to try to get this episode up right. Well, you know what? I might wait
1: till these niggas get done
0: watching football. I don't know. What you
1: think I should do? Yeah, you probably just let them. I guess because um, they're gonna be watching. I know Mike and them watching the game because he want to pay that buddy. But yeah, let them watch the game or whatever. Get it up, but just whenever you get a chance, boss, get me and Spice God off
0: because I want him one on one. All right, Dawg. You know what? Don't say nothing. On when we when we get in the group today, I'm a, okay. I'm a, uh, you know, I'm to throw a hint that you that you put a challenge out to somebody, and since so okay. you ain't say nothing until the very end, they will have to listen to the whole thing to figure out who the fuck it was.
1: Gotcha. 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 All right, boss, man. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure. I'm about to get ready for work, man. And like I say, please, any other time you want me on, man, just let me know. And it'll be a pleasure, man.
0: All right, dog. Appreciate you, man. Okay, Ma. Yeah. All right, yeah.